Welcome to the Leaner Stronger podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about all things protein, why it gets recommended, how much we should probably be having and supplements around protein. And this is a really common thing that we speak about when talking to clients or when we're at the gym. It's something that gets thrown around a lot in the fitness world and I think it's just a good idea to get a general gist of why the protein is important. Like there's a lot of people on the internet that will really overemphasize how important this stuff is. And it becomes a bit of a scare factor for some people where they're worried that they're, they're not getting in anywhere near enough protein and their body's going to waste away and things like that. So I thought I'm not going to go too sciencey with it. It's just going to give you a clearer understanding of why you should consider or look into how much protein you're having so that it can help you with your goals. And it could be goals of losing weight or it can be gaining muscle. But for the purpose of this podcast, we're going to look more so at the, the weight loss side of things because that's generally where it gets pumped around quite a lot, especially with the people that I work with. So the reason why protein always gets recommended when, when you're trying to lose weight is the actual reason is because when you ingest and you consume protein, it's essentially a signal to your body to ramp up and increase the building processes. And by that, I mean like the building and the maintaining, maintaining? The maintaining of muscle that we have. Because that's essentially what we want to see when we lose our body fat and we're losing weight, because that's what gives us our shape and that tone that we're all searching for. And this process of muscle building is natural. It happens whether you like it or not, generally anyway. And likewise, the process of muscle breakdown is also natural and it's going to happen regardless. It, you know, these things fluctuate. So you can't get away from these things. But what we're trying to do over time is throw more signals out for growth than there are signals for breakdown. Because then net net over time, we can grow more muscle. We can maintain and hold on to as much muscle as possible when we are trying to lose weight. Now, when you ingest some protein, essentially this signal tells the body, right, we need to start building some muscle or repairing it, maintaining it. It will peak after a couple of hours or so, and then it comes back down to its kind of baseline level and then dips under essentially. So then the body turns into a more, what they call a catabolic state where it's breaking things down. So Essentially, you have this kind of four hour cycle after taking in protein. Then you go back to this breakdown level. So you almost then want to ingest again roughly around this four hour mark. So that's where you may read here or see people recommending protein intake every three to four, five hours. And it's because of this kind of undulating process where you'll go for a period of building and then it will peak where it's you know, where the body is repairing and building as quickly as it can. And then it goes back down towards a, a baseline level where you then begin to start breaking stuff down. And it all sounds very dramatic, very kind of black and white. of like, oh, no, if you're going to break down, you're going to lose loads of muscle. Whereas if you're building, you're then also going to build loads of muscle. These things are, I don't want to say insignificant on a day-to-day -day basis, but, you know, you're not going to see visible changes if you, you know, for example, if you don't eat enough protein in one day, you're not suddenly going to waste away and lose half of your muscle mass that you have on your body. 
these things should be spoken about more so as a longevity thing. It's a long, you know, this process takes a long time to add up. So sometimes there can be a bit of a fear factor around not consuming protein every few hours. And realistically, the odd day here and there, if you're not having protein at a regular interval or if you just don't get enough in, you're going to be absolutely fine for the best part. But we want to consider trying our best to have enough protein every day so we can recover very well, we can build this muscle um, and we can be in a more, again, they call it an anabolic state where it's building compared to the catabolic state where things are breaking down. And if on average we can be more anabolic, then we can be growing and maintaining the muscle mass, which would just be more ideal in the long run. And... The reason for this is also when we're in a, a weight loss diet or a phase, we are in a we're almost putting our body in a catabolic state, so a state of breakdown, because we want it to break down body fat and remove the body fat from the body, so we get leaner, and that's by not taking in enough calories. So, because our body's in that state of breakdown, we need to throw out the signals by eating and consuming protein to build more. Um, otherwise, if the body had its way, it will break down body fat and it will break down protein to an extent. Fat will always be the first kind of choice because it's got more energy in it, whereas protein, it will kind of break down more so if it needs to and has to along the way. And it's just part and parcel of something to break down for its energy. So if we can then signal or consume protein frequently enough and in enough quantities, we can signal to the body that, you know, we just need to keep building, keep repairing, keep maintaining as best as possible. So as we are breaking down the body fat because we're in that calorie deficit, then we stand more chance of maintaining more muscle. And depending on your the state of which you're training, you may even grow a little bit of muscle whilst in a deficit at the early stages of a journey, most likely. And... This is what we want because essentially, like I say, if we can maintain as much muscle mass as possible, that's essentially what gives us our shape and our look when we do remove the body fat from our body. It's what's underneath that we want to look at essentially. So the more muscle we have, the more shape we have, and it's kind of that tone as well. So if you're someone that outside says you want to be more toned, having the muscle mass is what gives you that. Now, when we're in this weight loss, something to consider is how severe your calorie deficit is because that's going to affect how important this protein factor becomes when it when it comes to losing weight. If you're someone in a, a stronger deficit, so someone that has a, a larger deficit, so you're really trying to stop yourself consuming that many calories, for example, maybe like a thousand calorie deficit, then you're trying to push your body into a stronger breakdown you know, catabolic state. So to do this, so for the body to, you know, get the energy that it needs, it's going to need it from all sources. So it will choose to take it from body fat, but it may be more likely to choose to take it from protein and other places as well. So if you are someone that's going to go into a strong calorie deficit, you probably want to focus on your protein intake as well as training a little bit more because you want to be throwing those signals out to the body so it starts to build rather than break down more so uh, the protein at least the, the muscle 
So it becomes slightly more important. If you're someone that's taking, you know, if you have a less severe deficit and you're going into like a 100, 200, kind of three, four, 500 calorie deficit, it's still important. It's still something we want to be considering and taking into account, but it may not be as important as it's made out. You know, as long as we've got enough, we're going to be fine. It's just more if you're pushing towards that severe calorie deficit, it could be a really good idea to focus on your protein intake and have probably slightly more than you would normally or you do now. And the other thing to come with dieting is actually the, the length of time at which you're dieting properly for. And when I say properly, it's just a case of actually sticking to your deficit for. And the longer we do that, Again, we're pushing our body into a place where it wants to break things down. The longer it's trying to break things down, it's going to try and break it down from wherever it can. And that may well be muscle protein as well as body fat. So if you're going to be dieting properly for a very long time, it's going to become more of a consideration to take into account. You're going to need to think about it more seriously than someone that may be going just for a short term diet phase. You know, and I suppose long term, short term, if you wanted to say a boundary, you could probably say a short term could be anywhere between one month, two months, maybe three months could be relatively short for someone. But you're probably looking more so at one to two months and long term dieting really could be anywhere from two months onwards, upwards and, and continued. Ideally, if you want to get to a place, you want to just kind of diet, get it over and done with and do it as well as you can whilst building the habits to then maintain thereafter. So. There's lots of different considerations as to when you're trying to lose weight, why we need to be having some protein intake. The other reason kind of around protein intake is why, especially during weight loss, is why we want people to consume a little bit more is actually because protein can be quite satiating and giving you the sensation of feeling full, um, which is obviously useful when you're trying to lose weight because you when you're losing weight, you're obviously restricting how many calories you're having. There is an increased risk of risk, increased chance of you feeling hungry along the way. So what eating protein can do is, again, throw more signals to the body that you feel full, you feel you know okay and content with how much food you've had, so you don't feel hungry. And if you don't feel hungry, then obviously you're going to have less desire potentially or you know the body kind of saying oh, i want something you have less of that so you're going to consume less calories presuming your food choices throughout the day and stuff are okay so that's obviously a useful thing as well and then obviously if we go back to how frequently we should try and eat protein if you're having these kind of signals every three to four hours or so then actually you can almost minimize the window for hunger which will allow you to stick to your calorie deficit even better over the period of time that you are dieting for and losing weight for. You know, it's not going to cure hunger. It's not something that can wipe out hunger completely. It just reduces, uh, potentially reduces the chance of you feeling hungry or hungrier than you would if you were consuming a low protein diet. And this, I suppose, leads into how much protein should you be trying to consume per day? I don't know what guidelines you may have seen or heard, but the government guidelines that are thrown out, which aren't necessarily particularly great when it comes to nutritional guidelines, is 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight. 
So if you're an 80 kilo individual, that's, you know, what would that be? So it's less, that's less than 80 grams of protein a day. Um, realistically, if we're looking for a decent minimum where you would then, you know, once you hit this target, you don't really have to think about it too preciously if you're just on a steady weight loss diet, is somewhere between 1.2 and 1.6 grams of protein per kilogram of your body weight. So the mass on this, if you were an 80 kilo individual, that would be somewhere between 96 grams and 128 grams of protein per day. So that's 96 if you're consuming 1.2 grams per kilogram and 128 if you're consuming 1.6 grams per kilogram. And they're generally okay to hit. Those targets aren't too bad to hit. And obviously you can do the maths based on your own body weight if you're, if you're not an 80 kilo individual. Some people then generally ask, well, is more better? More's not necessarily going to be a bad thing if you can consume it and you feel okay uh, and you can actually get that much in. Many, re many people will recommend kind of two grams of protein per day. So again, for that 80 kilo individual, that'd be 160 grams of protein per day. And if you're someone that's going to go on a more severe calorie deficit, so 500 plus calories, for example, then it would be a good idea to try and push towards that two gram per kilogram of protein per day. Uh, again, we're, re we're trying to give ourselves enough signals and enough protein there to maintain as much muscle mass as possible. But again, if you're hitting that minimum 1.2 to 1.6 and you're on a steady weight loss, somewhere between one and 500 kilogram, uh, 100 to 500 calories deficit, you'll likely be very okay within those numbers. Uh, anything more than two grams per day, or two grams per kilogram per day of protein, again, isn't going to be anything particularly negative. It's just going to take away from your calories. Um, it may well fill you up even more so. You've got to experiment and see how you feel, but that actually ends up being quite a lot of protein, especially to get from food. And that's presuming you're a meat eater as well, which gives you, uh, which makes it probably slightly easier to get that much protein in. Whereas if you're a vegan, vegetarian, you're going to find anything above two probably quite difficult whilst also working and living a normal day-to-day -day life, you know, without kind of chowing down on extra protein shakes and, you know, all these sorts of things you see people doing, blended this, blended that, you know, we're not, we're not here to push ourselves through hell. We're here to have a good time, have a, uh, live a normal life whilst just being very considerate of these things. Now, if we look, so that's kind of how much protein to have per day. If you had an ideal amount of protein to have per serving, then ideally, if we're looking for a semi-optimal amount, we're looking for three, you know, anywhere between two and four servings of protein a day. Again, if we can have three to four a day, that'd be great. It'd be slightly more optimal if we care for that. And we're looking, again, so a little bit of mass view, between 0.25 and 0.4 grams per kilogram of your body weight. So again, for an 80 kilo individual, that's somewhere between 20 and 32 grams of protein. So essentially we could probably, for the best part, unless we're over 150 kilos or so, we could all look to get a minimum of 15 grams of protein 
up to about 40 grams of protein and we know roughly we're gonna be fine. That's gonna be adequate, it's gonna be enough. It will give us exactly what we need. We don't need to stress, I don't think, too much more about getting more than that. If we're having less than that, then we probably need to try and find a way of getting a little bit more. But more than that, if it happens, it happens. If you're in that ballpark, you're gonna be fine. So, again, you could do those maths. If you really wanna be specific though, you can do the maths based on you. So that was 0.25 grams per kilogram up to 0.4 grams per kilogram should be adequate enough per serving. So obviously if you're doing that three, three four times a day, you will likely hit your target, um, your protein target. And obviously, if you think about it, you know, for some of us, breakfast is going to be a very low protein meal because of the choice. If you're a cereal eater, it's going to be a little bit tougher to get it in certain meals. It's again, this is this is talking optimally. And normal life sometimes doesn't really lead lead very well for optimal things like this anyway. So if you have to have your protein intake between lunch and dinner, that's fine. You know, for, for most general people, that's going to be absolutely fine. So it might mean your servings are going to be 40 grams and 40 grams plus, you know, maybe 10, 20 grams somewhere else throughout the day to get 100. That's going to be fine. You don't need to stress about it too much, I don't think. If you're getting in that much per day and you're hitting your target there or thereabouts, you're fine. Don't worry about it. But you may be wondering kind of where can you get these proteins, like what foods does protein tend to come in? So if we're talking for people that eat anything, but have no dietary restrictions, we're looking at meats, poultry, fish. They're all going to be the higher end of how much protein intake you can get. If you look at the leaner meats, you'll get kind of more protein within those foods with less calorie content, I suppose, because they're going to have less fat in them as well. So the calories are going to be a little bit lower, which again, if we're looking at losing weight, that's going to be super useful. You can keep the calories low. The protein is high. Win-win. Hopefully you'll get that sensation of feeling full and you haven't had to use too many of your calories to get that. You've also got things like Greek yogurts or, or natural yogurts. They tend to be pretty high. Um, and then they're, they're, the, they're the biggest bulk of where you can kind of get your protein things like eggs if you eat them and this whole list there's there's loads of places you can have a look at and 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 find these things now if you're someone like a vegan or a vegetarian that doesn't really eat these things for whatever reason then you may be wondering whether you should look to supplement and use supplements protein shakes protein bars mainly and again if you're not hitting these targets and you're really short of those kind of daily protein targets and you just can't get it in via food, then you may want to consider using a supplement. There's nothing wrong with them per se. You just have to account for the fact that they're gonna cost you some money. And that's, well, you know, it's just, it's just something to consider. Because these protein supplements, you know, the shakes, the protein bars, they're going to be fine. Typically, they're going to give you the serving of around 15 to 25 grams, 30 grams, if it's a really high protein one. Uh, and obviously, depending on your intake volume, if you take two scoops of protein powder, you could have anywhere between 20 and 50 grams of protein. So 
it's just understanding so the the protein types you're probably looking to get a whey protein if you're a non-vegetarian vegan but if you're a vegetarian or vegan you can get pea protein soy protein rice protein it's just they've got different makeups of what they call amino acids which are essentially the building blocks of protein but again i wouldn't get too roped up on that realistically across your day with some food plus maybe one of these supplements it will give you enough to be okay now depending on the brand depending you know you're looking at things of taste do you like the taste of these things because also what's the point in buying some spending money on something and then trying to force yourself to drink or eat these things if you don't like them it you know, just again, it builds a negative experience around these things. And that's not really what we're here for. We're here to just find something that we like, something that fits into your lifestyle and something that does the job in terms of boosting your protein intake. So it might take a little bit of trial and error. Um, my protein is a generally an all right brand. There's lots of others out there, so I don't need to sit here and name them all. You just try the ones, but you can get a decent bag of protein and they come in all sorts of flavors, like genuinely all sorts from apple crumble, jam roly-poly to your basic vanillas, chocolates and things like that. So I don't think you'll be stuck for choice. Just find one that you like the taste of and have it however you like. Protein powders can be really cool because you can cook with them, you can drink them, you can slap them in your yogurt, you can mix it in your porridge oats in the morning, you can put it in your cereal milk. The options are, are genuinely like all there to find ways to make them work for you. It is just finding the brand, the taste, the the, the one that you don't mind spending the money on uh, if you want them. Like I said, they're not a necessity, but if you can't seem to get enough in via food, they can be a very convenient option. Likewise, the protein bars, same kind of scenario, finding one that you like the taste of, finding one that's not too expensive because sometimes they can be a couple of quid two three quid a bar which is you know it adds up when you're buying these things for either daily use or every other use every other day sorry and you'll find with the protein bars that they'll tend to be per serving a little bit more in the calories because obviously for these companies to make them edible and tangible for you to hold they're probably going to need some they're going to need to add things like you know, like I just keep thinking of grenade bars. So the grenade bars taste very nice. Uh, they have a good consistency and they're obviously wrapped in chocolate because, you know, it's a bar. It needs to be eaten. Whereas with a drink, they can just kind of put their protein in the powder. It mixes with water or milk and, and there you go. So you just have to consider the fact that these things are going to have a few more calories than the powder versions. But again, if you factor that into your day and your deficit, then it's it's completely up to you. So I think that's that's a lot of the basics around protein, kind of the whys, the hows, how much is. So I think all in all, you just need to consider protein. Most of us could probably do with increasing it a little bit more than what we have now. And like I said, if you're not sure how much you're having, maybe track your protein intake the foods that you, you know, track your foods for a few days, actually see it on something like MyFitnessPal. See how much protein you're having and then see where you need to go from there. The protein intake will help with your fat loss if that's kind of the journey that you're on. It will help you recover from training sessions because like I said, we're signaling for this repair and building 
process that happens within our body. We're trying to minimize the amount of time we spend in the breakdown. We're never going to eliminate the breakdown period because it's actually useful for us. But we want to try and signal the building process as, as much as possible and give our body enough protein for that. But saying all of this, we need to take it with a pinch of salt. We don't really need to obsess over it. You know, let's say the internet and the bodybuilding world will have us believe that protein is so important that if we don't get it, it's all going to go wrong. It's not going to go tits up. You're going to be fine. If you're aiming somewhere between 1.2 and 1.6 grams of protein per kilogram a day, you are going to be fine. If you slide under that for a day or two, you're going to be fine. But if on average, over months and years, that we can be towards the higher end of that, we're going to make progress moving forwards. Just remember, if you're going to try and push into a more severe calorie deficit at any point for maybe an aggressive fat loss phase, then you might want to think about pushing from 1.6, maybe up to 2, maybe a little bit higher than 2 grams per, per kilo per day. But really, and if you're not hitting those targets and you're struggling to do it through food, then maybe you want to consider a supplement. But as always, if you're having any issues with this, or you have any questions around protein, please feel free to drop me a message either via my Instagram, which is at Jake, or drop me an email at jake at alinastronger.co.uk. Hopefully you've enjoyed that and you've taken something from it and I'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.